The following program is a paid commercial, which has been paid for by the advertiser, whose products and or services are featured in this program. Mindful of your health. Sponsored by Emergence Health Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the EHN Mindful of Your Health podcast. I am your host, Noreen Jaramillo, where we take some time, uh, next 20 minutes or so, to really dive into a topic aimed at enhancing your mental well-being. And we do so with the experts, the mental health professionals at Emergence Health Network. Exact today, we have Katie Erickson with us. And Katie, thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me. And you are uh, a counselor with our school-based program. Correct. Correct. So we have the, the perfect expert with us here today because the topic is healthy communication with kids. And you would think it's a no-brainer, right? Communicating, being healthy with your kids. But as parents, teachers, let's say even coaches, sometimes those conversations aren't always the healthiest or maybe what we envision them being. So uh, what do we mean by healthy communication? Maybe. I think that healthy communication just in general is when um, people are able to exchange um, ideas and their thoughts and feelings. Um, and then when there's a commitment to respectfulness in the interaction um, and also a commitment to trying to understand one another's perspectives. Okay, um, I love that. And I think that when it comes to communicating with kids, the same concepts apply. I mean, our children want us to talk to them. They want to be able to express, you know, what they think and feel. Um, and they want us to be open to understanding what they're saying to us, to them. Okay. And how is healthy communication. And like you said, whether it's adults or kids, right, it's something that we should be doing all the time. But is that related? Or how can it impact uh, a person's mental well-being? Communication is just very significant in so many ways. Um, and it, meant, it impacts our mental health really throughout the lifespan. Okay. Um, if you think about a conversation that you had with someone or even a meeting that you attended where you think the communication went badly, mm -hmm. you know, how do you feel? You feel bad. Right. You, you don't want to do that again. Mm -hmm. You don't want to repeat that. Um, and so, um, you know, on the negative side, when it doesn't go well, I mean, it can lead to stress, frustration. Um, and if, if you don't, for the long term, people really don't have an opportunity to express, you know, how they think and feel. I mean, they can become very depressed. I'm very anxious. On the flip side, you know, when it goes well, I mean, you want to go back. You want to try it again. You can solve problems. Um, it's very empowering. Okay. Now, how important <laughs> is it for, and I thought of this as, as you were talking, um, that maybe a conversation could, you know, go a little south sometimes, but then bringing it back, hey, let, let's talk about this again. How important is that? And can you do that? Because it might not always be an ideal conversation, right? Sure. I mean, yeah, that's Maybe. a great skill to learn. Um, and uh, there's a lot that falls sort of under the topic of communication okay. um, and being to try again and understanding that none of us are perfect and communicating is hard. Mm -hmm. um, understanding each Especially other. Especially with emotions. Yeah, are common, it's right? not easy. And when um, emotions are, you know, flaring, um, 
it is hard to keep a level head and say things in the way that you want to and um, to listen to others. Okay. Perfect. It's okay to go back to our kids and say, okay, let's let's try this again. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. And when you do that, um, you're modeling for them what to do mm. because they're going to have the same experiences throughout their life, right? Like they're going to be in situations where the communication is not going well. You know, maybe they say or do something that they didn't mean. Maybe someone else says or does something to them, you know, and so modeling for them, like, it's okay. You know, it's not the end of the world, but you do need to apologize and start over. Or you might need to extend some forgiveness to someone else when they mess up every now and then. Okay, I like it. Okay, so what... And you talked about the kids, they're modeling you. Is there any like magic age or this really does start or or could, or maybe it should start at a really early age, right? Yeah, I mean, really communication begins at infancy. I mean, if you think about the baby, you know, um, a baby crying um, or wiggling around and squirming, they're communicating something to you. Um, If the baby is hungry, You know, you're going to pick the baby up. You're going to speak to the baby, maybe in a soothing voice. You're going to have like a comforting expression on your face. And you're going to say something like, you're hungry. Oh, my goodness. Let me feed you. Yeah. Yeah. We can't talk, but the baby is expressing and communicating a whole lot. And you are responding. And that is going to build. That's helping to build the a secure attachment for that infant. You know, that's helping to teach the infant that when I have a need, when I express it, this person will help me out, you know? And so that, again, same concept continues really to apply throughout the lifespan. So let me take it a little older. We have a toddler now, and maybe the toddler has, um, doesn't really know how to express their emotions. And we hear about tantrums or whatever. And as a parent, you know, you might get uptight. You're in the middle of Walmart or Walmart, right? And you have one of those situations. How do we communicate with them at that point? Tantrums are very, very normal, okay. um, especially for toddlers. Um, that So I think the first thing to recognize is that a tantrum is not a misbehavior. Okay. Um, they can be very inconvenient. Um, they can be very, very stressful um, to deal with, especially if you're in the middle of the store. Right. But, you know, the child is not doing anything wrong. It, this is part of how they are growing and how they are learning to deal with their emotions. Um, And so one of the best skills to learn for toddlers is to begin to start helping them label their emotions. Um, So you might, you know, maybe the the child is mad because they're in the store and they want something and you said no. So they're, you know, throwing a fit. Um, And you can say, oh, you're so mad. You're mad because you really wanted that. I understand like you're so mad. It's so hard when you want something and you can't have what you, this is. Okay. You know, so and, you're you're yeah. helping them identify exactly the Correct. emotion they're dealing with. Okay. Correct. Like yeah, because they don't have the tools to do that. I mean, they don't have the words to say, I feel very angry because you wouldn't let me get that toy. Got it. You know, they just know, like, I don't feel right. right. I wanted that, and you said no. And it, it caused an emotion. Right, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's take it to the teenage years. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Where we have, how do we express those, um, you know, this is something that's important, and we really need to talk about it because teenagers can't always get their way either. Really? Right. Yeah, I mean, and teenagers are, you know, they're going through a lot and 
their brains are changing and their hormones are changing and um, they're trying to navigate, you know, this developmental shift between being a child mm -hmm. and being an adult. And so um, it, that's hard for parents and it's hard for kids because they're they're trying to be independent and yet they still need their parents, you know, and the parent is needing to still you know, be concerned with safety for this yes. individual, right? <laughs> right? Yes. At the same time, you know, trying to figure out like, how how tight do I try to be with this, um, you know, this rope that I have around trying to protect my child mm -hmm. versus loosening it up and letting them make their own decisions. And so I think, again, just to honest communication, where you are open to listening and probably listening more than advising or lecturing. Okay. Um, definitely not lecturing unless um, unless they're asking <laughs> for your advice. Yeah. Okay. And then yeah. you, you know, mentioned something earlier, and I know I kind of went off off topic a little bit, but you had mentioned something that um, respect plays a big part in that. Not only the the child's respect for you, but you you have to show I'm respecting how you're feeling. Correct. Yes, how, okay. respecting how our kids are feeling is huge. Okay. Um, really, at every age, um, because if if we can empathize with them, if we can can say, if we can show them, I do hear you, and I do understand where you're coming from, and maybe even like, then it, this is hard for me because I can see how difficult this mm. is for you. Okay. You know, I can see that you don't like what happened or I can see you really disagree with, you know, this boundary that we're having to put in place. And I'm sorry because I, I don't like to see you yeah. struggling so much. Same as validating their feelings? Yes. Yeah, it's okay. both. It's both. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think if they're able to tell you how they feel and then um, you can say like, oh, yeah, I can see. I can see why you're mad. You know, that's validating. If it's more you're trying to understand what it is that they're feeling, you maybe even are helping to label their feelings for them. Okay. You know, that's a little bit more of empathizing or feeling the feelings with them. Got it. Okay, it's kind of like a Even. approach to it. Yeah. So I yeah. want to take now, uh, uh, and we, we've gone infant, you know, <laughs> toddlers, teens. How about for like a, a, even adults, you know, at, at my age, communi communicating with my elderly mom. Uh -huh. um, and I have to remember that, um, you know, she's going through a whole lot of different emotions in her elderly years, but I've got to validate them and respect them just as much. So these are skills that we really need throughout our lives. Right. Yeah, they're able to really, it, it really doesn't change that much if okay. you think about the fundamentals. Got it. It can feel very different, right, in the moment. Like, oh, I don't know what to do. But right. but if you really, you're about it, um, even back to the infant, you know, it's understanding, trying to understand what the other person is going through. What are they trying to communicate to you? And are you getting what they're saying? Um, you know, that is like a huge part of what's going so on. So we don't necessarily have to agree Correct. with them, right? But it's just, okay. No, right. Yes. No, you, empathizing does not mean agreement. Got it. Um, and the same thing, you know, I think when it comes to children, um, Empathizing does not mean that you can't still set the limit or the boundary that you need to. 
okay. related to their behavior, related to That's their well-being. Yeah, okay. I think sometimes people feel like, oh, well, if you, you know, if you coddle your children too much, um, then, you know, they'll just do whatever they want. They won't follow any rules and things. That's not what I'm talking about here. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you can you can empathize, you can let them know, but if you did, um, we're still gonna have to do things this other way, and I recognize that that's hard for you. Okay. But I do understand what you're telling me. So you've given us uh, a lot of examples on, on how it looks when it's healthy. Can you give us examples of unhealthy um, that maybe we don't even realize we're, we're doing. And I know the curve part of something <laughs> I gave to you, so I'm putting you on the spot, but I just thought of that because, um, you know, even conversations, uh, let's even say through a marriage, you know, sometimes, you know, walking away or, or whatever, or do you know what I mean? Sure. What are examples of, and I know emotions run high sometimes, but what are examples of, of like unhealthy styles? I think, you know, Communication is tricky. Like I said before, it's hard. Um, we just have to commit to being in there and working on it okay. <laughs> all the time. Um, and so, you know, sometimes defining healthy, unhealthy, it gets a little, a little difficult because you're not with somebody in a certain yeah. situation. And I'm sure there's no hardcore rules. Sure, you don't, you're not, you don't know their family culture, okay. etc. But I mean, there are some things that just tend to not be helpful. Okay. Oh, um, I like that. So not necessarily unhealthy, but not helpful. Not helpful. <laughs> you know, a lot of criticism, you know, criticism, if not couched with a lot of positives, um, is difficult, okay. you know, um, you know, constructive criticism you know, in small doses is one thing where you're really committed to working on why, whatever the reason is that you're bringing the thing up. Right. But to just kind of rattle off lots of critiques and complaints all the time isn't very helpful. Okay. Um, you know, another thing um, that, that comes out in communication that can be really problematic is shame. You know, mm -hmm. shaming people for things. Communicate's wrong with you. Like, why? What? Why did you do that? What were you thinking? Okay. You know, and we say these things as parents because that's what we're wondering. Working. Yeah. Like, what in the world that's is happening? What are you thinking? Why did you do that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, but but ideally, you know, what you're really wanting to say is, I just saw you walk up out of nowhere and slap your brother in the back of the head, you right. know, like that's not acceptable. Gotcha. You know, I don't, what was, what was going on with you right then? That's not really like you right. to okay. do that. Okay. So do you see the difference? You're yes. still addressing it, but one, you're like attacking the character of the person. Got like what that, is it that ca wrong I'm with assuming you? could get them a little defensive and then we go places. Yeah, yeah. right. And okay. then that's the kind of thing instead of, you know, you know, it's a mistake. I need to do differently the next time and I can, okay. you know, it can become internalized as like, yeah, I'm a bad person. Got it. Like, does that make sense? Yeah. And after mm -hmm. a while that could, on a, on a child, especially that can, that can take its toll. Correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I, I love the advice that, that you've been giving and I, I that the, even if we don't think of it as healthy, unhealthy, um, helpful. Uh, I like that. I like that term. So when it comes to communication with kids, whether we're a parent, uh, a, a teacher, uh, a coach, let's say, because, oh my gosh, we could go there, right, and spend a whole other hour about <sighs> when it comes to athletics. But um, what's the most important message that you want to make sure that we get across today? Um, I think just whenever you're communicating with children, 
you need to make sure or do your best okay. um, to communicate very clearly. Use language that they can understand. Make sure that what you're saying makes sense to them, that they know what is it that, that you're asking of them. You okay. know, if, if the if the commands or the conversation is too long and too confusing, they may miss it. You know, they may miss the point. Um, and so, and and so, once you have your clear um, statements that you want to make, then the next thing you want to do, you know, is listen. Be prepared to truly, truly listen to your kids and empathize with where they're coming from, even if you can't give them what they want at the end of the conversation. Okay, that can really go a long but way. But listening makes a big difference. I Huge heard, and difference. I can't, I can't remember where I heard this, but I, I heard a statement one time that said that uh, God gave you two ears and one mouth, so you should listen more and, and talk less. Oh, that's but great. That's, yeah. I've never so heard my that, but very helpful. <laughs> just yeah, we just have a tendency to want to talk, right? We have so many ideas and we, we believe we can solve everybody else's problems for yeah. them. And that's interesting. It's mm -hmm. not necessarily solving the problem for them. Sometimes it's just listening to the problem, right? Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, sometimes if people want you know, want you to solve a problem, a lot of times they'll tell you. Okay. <laughs> Could you please, Help what would you do in my situation? I don't know what to do. Yeah. But a lot of times people are just, they just need a listening ear. They just need support. Okay. Well, Katie, thank you very much. I love the conversation. Like I said, um, we could probably go a whole other, a lot, a lot of different areas with this particular topic, but I think you gave us some valuable advice. Uh, at least I'm, I'm thinking about it. Okay. I have a, an 18 year old and a 22 year old and and what can I be doing with that? So thank you very much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Alrighty. Well, thank you also for joining us for our EHN uh, podcast, Mindful of Your Health, where again, we are dedicating time to uh, topics that could enhance uh, your mental well-being. That's it for this time, but we'll see you next time. We are Emergence Health Network, caring for our community for more than 55 years. Our mental health professionals provide trauma-informed care through our 24-hour crisis services, children and adult outpatient clinics, substance use treatment programs, assistance for our military, and programs to help individuals with developmental disabilities. Through community collaborations, we have also worked to expand behavioral health access in our schools and on our streets. At EHN, we are committed to your mental well-being. This is us, working for you. Thank you for letting us be mindful of your health. Brought to you by Emergence Health Network. We'll see you next time. The preceding program was a paid commercial, which has been paid for by the advertiser, whose products and or services are featured in this program.